beep 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 boop 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 beep 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 beep. Welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast. That's our new opening theme. I want you podcast. You messed up a word earlier, and I decided not to fucking chase after you, <laughs> towel slapping little punk. Um, <laughs> welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast that is about kinks, alternative sexual lifestyles, and fetishes, all through the lenses of sex positivity. But it's still funny. This is not a boring piece of shit. Wow, what's the fucking phone number for the fucking how do I get rid of this fetish hotline nah none of that shit Tommy we try to be PG on the show also don't. <laughs> please don't email us with your questions about please why does something email. burn please email us about everything and no oh. pictures please no. <laughs> send pictures <laughs> send us pictures of Polaroids taken of us when we weren't aware and send pictures gently to uh, at kinky Tommy on twitter <laughs> I'm Kinky Tommy. This name has been thrust on me. I don't know how I feel about it. You thrust plenty of names on me. Foisted? Do you mean foisted? No. Well, Chris. I have not been foisted on my own petard. Mr. Crispy Sex Positivity Bacon. And Dana Fetishes. Do what? I don't know, man. No, I'm the real Slim Shadana. The real Slim Shadana. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. So this is Kink Cast. We do a show about kinks every week, and this week is Pyrophilia. If we have rapper names, can I be Biggie Kinks? Yes. As opposed to Biggie Smalls. So you're tuning into this episode. This is- <laughs> Starting off with a home run. <laughs> Episode 46. Oh, God. Pyrophilia? There's so many rappers, even with Biggie Kinks. <laughs> Do better off the top of your head. I'm not an improv comedian. <laughs> I spend, when I'm not doing KinkCast, I am sitting alone in my closet with just BS my and phone. <laughs> That's good. That what? took me a minute. BDS Eminem. There you see. This is the same one, oddly <laughs> enough. Um, where was I? Wait, same one as what? Oh, the Slim Shady. The real Slim Shady is Eminem. This is Wait, our what? Game. This is our game right here. No, it's not. Our game's got to be fire related. Doesn't have to. Where does it say that? Oh, because we're spitting fire. Oh. Except none of us rap, so none of us are spitting fire. Uh, I can rap. Wait, Tommy's Tommy's gonna make an effort. Oh, I was not going to make an effort oh. to rap. I was going to bring back an old beef of yours and mine that you claimed you could rap better than my hero Nicki Minaj, and you said you're going to write a better rap song than any that she has I written. Did. I have still not heard the song that you've written. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is still a gorgeous goddess who is very talented. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> Do better than Nicki Minaj right you know now. What? Spit some fire. You know what I know about Her raps are on fire. Wait, I have to do it with like the guy from Parks and Rec. On fire. That guy. This show does not radiate coolness. It totally does. It radiates heat. All right, just start like over. today's Cut. topic. Just throw everything out. <laughs> just like today's topic, which is fire and the people who are sexually excited by it. With it, uh, on it, against it, on it, in the presence of it, engulfed by it. We're doing fire fetishes today, kids. What's the proper name for that? 
a pyrophilia. Name is pyrophilia or pyrolagnia or fire fetish or sexual arson. And fire play. Well, and fire play. Sexual arson would really just be uh, para, sorry, pyromania. Now, it's, pyro- it's a subset of pyromania. Pyromania is not, uh, yeah, but pyromania is not uh, sexual. So do we want to open today with a game so everyone at home can get to know the three of us? Is it yes. going to be our rap names? Because that doesn't... I don't do want well. to do rap What names. sound cool. do we make when we're set on fire? No, <laughs> just kidding. Do you want to find out? <laughs> ah, no. I, I know that I've heard a lot of Sims die from being set on fire. That's a terrifying noise. Have you ever been in the other room while someone's playing The Sims on full volume and then a Sim burns to death? It's not a pleasant scream. Fun fact, The Sims is the only game that allows you to murder children. That's my my fun fact for the day. I would say the only mainstream game. That's that's awful. I'm sure there's some indie game Uh, somewhere that's like Murder Simulator, Triple X, Hardcore. Not appropriate for this show, but I wonder about dark web indie games. That's probably a corner we need to. Well, no, we don't need to go down that corner. (laughs) That probably doesn't sound like a good time. That's for the other. I don't want to have anything related to sex and the dark web mixed together. Yeah, yeah. No. No, that's a you know, I think we've always been trying to build like the Ten Commandments of a healthy sex life, and I think you might have just discovered number eight. <laughs> number eight? What are the first Thou uh, shalt not what are the first seven? Sex on the dark web? Seven. Go. S- uh, safe, sane, and consensual. Those could all be three. Okay. That's Wrist like aware kink. Wrist aware consensual kink. Okay. Uh five more. Well uh, Thou shalt get some consent. Okay. Thou shalt not touch animals well, inappropriately. Safe, Thou shalt safe, not consensual is the yeah. Yeah, that's like the shortened. That's like the golden rule. Oh, version. and then uh, definitely one of them is that like uh, minors cannot give consent. Right. That, that's just like you know that that's right on there. Number one. And then like you know what? Let's just go ahead and we're gonna fix where God fucked up, and we're gonna put do not rape Obviously. on our Ten yeah. Commandments has oh, do yeah. not rape on it. Which doesn't that just mean you thou shalt get consent? <laughs> two different things. That's two different things. It's, you know what, we don't need to get into word wars, but there's, you know what, I'm going to make There's a, a lot of overlap in the real Ten Commandments, too. Yeah. Like, you shall honor your father and mother, but you shall also not steal. But what if I steal a Nintendo GameCube from my mom? Yeah, what about thou <laughs> That's shalt just not, breaking two commandments. <laughs> thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not covet, and thou shalt not... Wait, I'd commit adultery. Because you're not. wanting and you're lusting after somebody else's wife, so you're coveting that wife. Thou okay, shalt well, not covet thy farmer's astronaut. That's, <laughs> I mean, that breaks, if if we're going to start like breaking down the seven deadly sins too, we could just say that all of them are just wanting in excess, and then therefore all of them are just like a form of greed. Hey, Chris, uh, who's your favorite fictional character that's flame-based or centered around the theme of fire? Mine is Prince Zuko or Fire Lord Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender, not the movie made by M. Night Shyamalan. I'll take it. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. Okay. Or Princess Azula. From <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender. Voiced by that one voice actress who's literally in everything ever made. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Yep. Okay. Dana. Last, the last time when we, on our canned episode that the audience doesn't need to know about, this, yeah. this became its own whole rabbit hole. You have five seconds to answer this question. Melisandra from Game of Thrones. That was beautiful. Fire-themed, yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the dwarf from Twin Peaks. 
because he talks about fire and he wears a red suit and the fire is an important theme in Twin Peaks. Let me have this one, Chris. <gasps> Rammstein, because Firefly. Fire, walk with oh, me. Oh, Firefly the TV series, because fire's in the title. Sure. There's no rules. There's no rules. <laughs> Y'all gave me all the rules last time we tried to record this episode. No, I'm I'm subtly digging at Tommy's <laughs> choice. The dwarf from Twin Peaks is really because cool. he says a word. He says a line that says has fire in it. Mm-hmm. Isn't there also that scene in the finale when someone has fire come out of their hands? No, it's when okay. Uh, what's his name? It's the bad guy. Bob. No, not Bob. The, the the human bad guy whose name is it's like Upton Sinclair, but it's not. He's the genius, former FBI agent. His name is Win- Wyndham Earl. When Wyndham Earl's soul gets taken and there's like a big fire flamethrower behind him. I guess no one gives a shit about Twin Peaks. Let's talk about fire fetishism. I was oh, too there's busy. also arson in the end of the first season of Twin Peaks. So Thank I guess you. that's fire related too. I was also thinking about our big explanation that we did on the canned episode, which I hate to refer back to again. But he mentioned Guy Fieri. Totally also a fire character. We basically lost an episode, is what we're talking about, <laughs> because it was kind of like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's. If actually... This episode feels less natural than usual. It's because we're doing it again. Well, let's start talking about fire as a as a symbol, as a mythological presence. So, what does fire mean to society itself? Well, what, fire. What does fire mean to mankind? Let's start at the the very dawn of time. Yeah, fire has generally been taken as like the spark or inspiration for like all technology like the all like spark Pro- and transformers like prometheus Thank the you. reason he was sentenced uh in greek mythology was because he stole fire from the gods to give to man you mean the ridley scott movie where the white aliens had bioengineered the yep. technology aliens that had do you want to start talking from- about the last jedi now no yes. <laughs> We're going to stay focused this time. There's fire in that movie. Um, Uh, But uh, so fire has always been something that like man desires and has actually had a civilizing effect on man because it is what allowed us to uh, treat our meat and uh, make it more easy for us to digest and therefore have us settle down and not have to uh, hunt as much. So since uh, we didn't have to hunt as much, we were able to make agriculture and make agriculture led to having cities and, you know, civilization and basically it freed up time for people from surviving to thriving. You're forgetting that not only did it allow us to store food, it also gave us more hours. that It didn't allow us to store food. Well, it allowed us. That was the season. That was uh, to make food last longer. Let's not split hairs. No, it's it allowed it for us to be able to more fully digest food. Oh, true. Yeah, it helps break down. But it also gave us more time in the sense of daylight hours. Yeah. The first caveman who had his own indoor light. I Like I, I've said, and I, I stand by this, we, we forget how important fire is as a symbol in the sense that uh, there's all these arguments of who was the first man or what was the first human being. And it, it had to be a or moment. Or first woman. Or first woman. It had to be a moment of invention. And I'm sure that you could make the argument that the first pre-human who discovered how to use fire to his advantage, whether that be for warfare or science or invention, that was one of the key moments. That was the Stanley Kubrick uh, monolith. It was flame. Yeah, and there's a reason that like one of the first things you do in a survival situation is make fire. 
Very true. And ever since then, people have been worshiping fire, looking to fire to tell them about the future, dancing naked by the fire and banging by the fire. Well, it represents life in the sense that uh, people often forget there's a huge sexual um, energy about fire in the sense that it allows for sight at night, which is going to allow for some night banging. But it's also closely associated with war. And we're only recently in human history coming to a place where sex and violence are becoming um, disassociated with one another. That's only a recent thing. Yeah. You only have to go back 200 years ago and war is sex. War was a highly sexualized thing. Um, and f- You don't even have to go back that far. Yeah. You can go back uh, 70, 80 years ago to World War II and all that banging. It's how you dominate Lots place. of banging was happening. <laughs> Lots of banging was happening. Everything is about power except for... Wait, everything is about sex except for sex, which is about power, right? Yeah. And guess what? And power. Power is fire. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, sex is also power, but yeah. also... Blueberries are not technically berries. They're nuts. But, uh, okay. Fire is also seen as something, like, very passionate because, like, you know, you say, like, your passion burns and that kind of thing, where it's something that can't really be controlled. It can be kind of tamed. It's alive. It's a linguistic metaphor, and it's used a lot to, like, refer to someone's uh, vivaciousness, their vitality, their virility, their spark. Well, also personal responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as we've talked about fire is an apt metaphor for sex in the sense that sex requires responsibility, just as fire requires responsibility. Right. If you build too great of a, a pyre, it will fall down over on, it will fall onto you and, and you'll make, get burned. You'll be a crispy critter. Yep. Um, fire responsibility, fire, war, fire, sex, fire, God, fire, art. It only makes sense that since humankind has been attracted to fire for so long that there would be some sexual desire towards fire among some people. So let's begin by talking about fire's associations with general sexuality, the layman before we get into any fetishes. That is the idea that um, candles are very deeply associated with romance, Mm -hmm. which is almost like a satanic ritual, if you think about it, is making sure you have your candles lit for your candlelight dinner as Mm -hmm. this praising towards and then he draws a pentagram underneath the table i mean that's i've done that at every date i've ever been on but you know the pentagram gives me strength <laughs> but and the it, fire illuminates it all right an old witch and symbol for protection and we made of salt yeah yeah if it's not made of salt the devil's the devil's gonna walk in he's gonna see the pentagram with the two candles and go oh this looks nice and then he's gonna touch it see that it's chalk and not salt and he's gonna be like fuck this and he's going to go on to something more cool. <laughs> he's not going to sit down and have Satan a nice steak dinner. loves salt. You can't have too much with that guy. <laughs> he also loves fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is why his punishment in Dante's Inferno is to be in a lake of ice. Yeah. Right. It's neutralizing. How did that work? And yet, somehow, in Paradise Lost, it's a big old lake of fire. I think that's because what Revelations was. I think so, too. I don't know. There's a lot of mythology. So he rises up from a lake of fire. Yeah. There's a lot of mythology kind of wrapped up in fire and how we got it and how, you know, the deities are are kind of, you know, enveloped in. Some of them have, like, fire properties. Fire has, like, been shown to represent knowledge, like I said earlier. Would you make an argument that the reason we associate the color red with sexuality is because of blood or is it because of fire? Uh, So, 
some would argue that it is because it's an evolutionary uh, attraction and when that when baboons have a big red butt it means that they all wet uh <laughs> kind of uh uh kind of when people become flush in the face uh, it could be because of physical attraction to another person and therefore they become more red uh Let's say both. When things frankly, become engorged, sometimes they become more red. Yeah. It's blood pooling, right? Like, that's blood pooling in the face. Blood kind of, yeah. like, being kind of siphoned off to whatever body part is being flushed. Um, but it's interesting to think about the color. Like, yeah, what she said. If Is it is it fire-related? Is it blood-related? I don't know. But I would imagine it's probably inspired by both. Because a lot of things, like, when you're getting ready for a sexy time, a lot of people like red things well back so, in like 600 bc there wasn't anything in life besides like farming the stars fire and blood that was kind of it a fucking yeah but you know i'm including that with blood mm-hmm. it's a blood sport oh. um don't so, quote me on that tommy speaking of baboons have you heard the theory of why we have evolved to see breasts as sexual and why women have evolved breasts is it going to be an edible thing no it's a butt thing <laughs> Really? It's a butt thing. Supposedly, the theory is Hold that on, though, it's basically a butt on your chest. <laughs> but I always heard that breasts were sexual first and that butts were not sexualized at all until blue jeans. Because women used but, to always be wearing these. No, hold on. That's pre. I'm talking about evolutionary. Yeah, I know. So you're going like prehistory. Yeah. So, like, humanity forgot that it's all about the butt, but secretly, like. Ugg and Mug were all about the butt on the chest, like Ivy from Soul Calibur. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. This is the source of just the best news that you can possibly imagine. So let's get into a little bit of the kink. Let's get into the fetish. <laughs> oh, yeah? I, I Why do you to... laugh at me? I'm just redirecting you. I wanted to, I okay. wanted to open up with uh, talking to people who are sexually attracted by fire itself okay. and a non-partner. So start off with pyromania. If that's you, okay. You like talking about pyromania. It really doesn't have any relevancy with this. I thought it did, because I thought there were I people... I think we should still talk about it. We can, I sure. thought there were people who went burned down buildings and they jacked off, when they, or like, at least they felt a sexual urge when they saw the building come down. No. It, they've done studies back in the 70s, I believe, that they were testing the penile response among pyromaniacs. Right. And that there was essentially a neutral response to fire. So you mean to tell me that I did no research this week and the thing I was so excited to talk about is just going to become a footnote that's glazed over in no, 10 seconds? because no. the thing you read about was not so much pyromania as it is pyrophilia. If they get turned on by the act of burning something and the flame itself, like setting the thing on fire is what turns them on, that's pyrophilia. So is there not a gigantic overlap of people who are pyromanic but also pyrophiliac? Not necessarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take it away, someone who did research. So yeah, pyromania is non-sexual. Um, it is mo- most common, like pyrophilia, it is most common among males. Uh, the symptoms are attraction to fire. Uh, not sexual attraction to fire, Tommy. Uh, purposely setting more than one fire feeling excited or tense before setting a fire, and feeling relief or pleasure in the aftermath of a fire, all of which sounds very sexual to me, but is decidedly non-sexual. But it does seem like 
kind of describe sex. Right. And a lot of that stems from the excitement that comes from actually being around a fire, having something burn and the danger that comes along with that. A lot of those things can kind of be related to one another in the brain and the processes of the brain. So it's kind of interesting to see the way that um, the excitement from a fire and the danger from a fire and kind of messing with something that's probably not super safe is sometimes what triggers the excitement, the physical, physical response. And um, uh, like some serial killers like to hang around out around cops, uh, pyromaniacs oftentimes like to hang out with uh, firefighters and they're obsessed with firefighting. Huh. Uh, but they usually light fires and then stick around to watch them. Uh, I think there's been one documented case where the guy stuck around to watch while masturbating. But other than that, decidedly non-sexual. Don't they call them firebugs? Probably. Or lightning Fire bugs. Pyro- firebugs. I, I just remember watching an episode. This is kind of getting into pop culture a little bit, but there was uh, an episode. Of Arrested Development where they had a firebug. Yeah. Yeah. But there was also another one in, um, I think it's called Chicago Fire. It had the guy that was probably. From- there's a Chicago PD, yeah. Chicago Fire. Chicago. There's a TV yeah. series about firefighters, and it had a pyromaniac on it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did find some interesting examples. There's, I have one um, example of a male who suffers from this, and also a female that suffers from this. So, um, as far as my research goes, um, I, it didn't seem to be biased towards any one end of the spectrum. Are we saying suffering from it? I mean, I do. I'm are sorry. All, are are, are all pyromaniacs? You know? No, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I was, didn't mean to be no. like PC police on you. I'm just curious. Are, are we? Do we view this as a negative thing? No. Yes. I'm going to say no. Pyromania. I feel Pyrophilia. Like, pyro, I, I'm talking about pyromania. Uh, I feel like either pyro- pyromaniacs like suffering was the wrong word to use. Okay. My apologies. Well, I'm yeah. not, I'm, it's okay. I'm sorry that I was. No, no, no. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you yeah, did. Cause I thought you were talking, sorry that I'm sorry. I no, thought no. you were talking about pyromania, in which case I would say that they probably are suffering from pyromania because a lot of times they are doing stuff that's harmful to society. Like they, time, they, a lot of them pull fire alarms just because they like to see the chaos of people running and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so are we still on pyromania? No, we can, can we move get on. Into, okay, good. I just wanted to do a brief summary of pyromania so we don't get it confused with pyrophilia. Okay, so let's talk explicitly about pyrophilia. Um, this is not a huge group of people. I feel like this is, as far as I can tell, in terms of population, is a rather small group of people, although... People approach this um, different, this fetish differently, um, depending on the extent in which they involve fire in their, you know, um, sexual behavior. Um, I did find some groups on Fat Life. On Fat Life, aren't they teeny, teeny, tiny? Some, oh. but are some are actually guessing? bigger. No, we are. Um, so I found one group, which is the Burning at the Stake fetish group. Okay. Um, and uh, this is a group for all those with a fetish and interest in either fantasy burning at the stake or reenactment safely. Uh, you can either enjoy the fantasy of being burned or being the burnee, and you don't have to be a witch either. And feeling the burn? Yeah. Feeling the burn. It's, 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 it's Oh, that's why. Got it. 2016 primary joke. It could all be right. 2020 primary joke. So this is a group um, on FetLife, Burning at the Stake Fetish Group. Guess how many members there are. I'm going to guess this is tiny. I mean, I imagine that, like, the people involved are gorgeous. 
Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just picturing the cast of the craft. Um, uh, who's in the craft? This one makes me think of like Saturnalia and like Bacchanalia, like all of those celebrations where people like dance around naked at a bonfire. I uh, yeah. think of Denny's Baconalia. Um, I'm going to guess there's only 17. You think of Wendy's the Baconator. <laughs> I think there's only going to be 17 people in this group. I'm going to say 36. There are 185 members. Okay. <laughs> Which is not bad. Um, which is funny because then I look at this group. It's literally a fire fetish pyrophilia group called Pyrophilia on FetLife. And it has, guess how many members? Pyrophilia. Can we actually, can I get a quick definition of the word pyrophilia real quick? We, I had a definition of pyromania earlier. I've not heard it. Pyrophilia is sexual attraction to burning or fire. Okay, so someone could genuinely just be jacking off into a fire, and yeah. they are aroused by yes. the image of the fire. They're not necessarily attracted to someone being burnt, or themselves being burnt, but they are attracted to fire. What would it smell like if someone came into a fire? What would that smell like? Bad? Probably bad. It might sizzle. Probably, yeah, probably wouldn't smell bad. I'm more probably, concerned about the audience. I doubt it would smell like anything. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and guess there's only seven. Two. There are 16 members. Okay, I'll undershoot it this week. Which Has it bigger? brings me to the group Pyro, Pyro and Fire Performers. I'm going to guess that's much bigger. Yeah, but why would that be bigger? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Well, because I imagine well, is that fire, a fat life thing? fire is yeah. like a... Is like a uh, it's like a frosting for a lot of like more uh, aggressive sexualities, mm-hmm. and so just strict pyrophilia is like eating a can of frosting by itself. When if you liberally apply pyrophilia on top of like some forms of BDSM or like witch roleplay mm-hmm. or caveman roleplay performance, yeah. performance, you're gonna have a lot more people who enjoy fire. Uh, I'm gonna guess mm, 211. Two. <laughs> you're doing the low bet again. Um, it is. It has 1,118 members. Damn. Uh, not to mention there are tons and tons of local, uh, like regional pyro groups. Like there's one of Vancouver. There's one of Boston. Are there fire spitters? Um, Boston. Have you ever looked up know. a compilation of fire spitters, fire spitter, quote unquote, fails? No. Uh, no, I've looked no. up compilations of uh, fire shot fails. Oh, those are terrifying. I mean, they're just the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, oof. Uh, one oof. other, one other group that I found is called Pyro Firework Maniacs. That's Two. Cool. Are they on the, the list of terrorist organizations? <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> if they're not. But, um, do you have a guess? They, they're only a le- they're only legal three nights out of the year. Firework <laughs> firework maniacs is it pet life? Pyro firework maniacs. Are they putting firework? Are they putting Roman candles up people's butts? Because I've seen videos of that and it is hilarious every time. I yeah to shoot them out of the butt. Probably I don't. Know. I mean I hope they're not going in. I don't know if you'd make it through that. <laughs> Uh, probably uh, probably not long. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, fireworks Maniacs, that's got to be smaller. Unless you're like, slowly going up in size. Okay, Fireworks Maniacs, that's going to be about four Maniacs. There are nine Five. members. Five. <laughs> there are nine members of the Pyro Firework Maniacs group on FetLife. Not to mention, um, there are two rather consistent events uh, planned and scheduled and orchestrated on FetLife. These one five guys are constantly <laughs> scheduling events. No, 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 not by this, not by this one group. Uh, okay, this is all. This is 
all um, events that are related to fire okay. play on FetLife. I was going to say, if we if we are like basing it on re- ratio, this is the single most active group on FetLife. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one of the most consistent uh, events is called Pyro Passion Fire Play, which is basically a place to come and, I guess, experience fire play and learn how to do it safely, which Get is kind of Get branded cool. like Steve-O. <laughs> I guess. Um, right. And then there's another group that's called Whipsters Potluck and Pyromaniac Bonfire Munch. It was Bam who got ba- branded. Bam Margera. With the dick. Bam Margarine. Oh. Um, wait, that read, the, read that again to me. Whipsters Potluck and Pyromaniac Bonfire Munch. So I'm guessing this is like a barbecue. Munch? Yeah. I'm guessing this is like a barbecue where everyone just kind of ends up in like taking part in some fire play while you also like roast a weenie. Not yours. Some people might be into that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if we can re- recommend that, though. So those are some of the groups that I found. Um, I also found a couple of examples of, like, documented research okay. uh, of, of people that are um, involved with this particular uh, fetish. Uh, one is a, a gentleman, um, not named, but it said he had substantial psycho- psychophysiological sexual arousal in response to masochistic sexual scenarios of being forced and painfully set on fire by a heterosexual partner or by a mob of sadistic people and subsequent combined intense feelings of love, peace, warmth, pain, and sexual excitement. Uh, He appeared to be suffering from a long-standing pyrophilic disorder uh, with sexual masochistic features and a personality that revolved around hysteric, obsessive, compulsive, and masochistic dynamics. That would make a great villain monologue. If there was a villain who like was obsessed with wanting to die by fire and warmth. It right. is like being embraced by an old friend. Well, it was kind of interesting. Um, this guy reported that he had actually engaged in behaviors designed to induce pain with fire for sexual stimulation, including sitting on a hot stove, wrapping a pair of trousers around his arm and setting fire to them. <laughs> That's um, dangerous. Don't do that. <clears throat> yeah. No, absolutely don't. Um, he apparently was on medication to help reduce his thoughts about fire setting, but stopped taking it due to other side effects. So uh, that's one example of somebody who's been documented and, um, uh, you know, was basically trying to find, I mean, maybe he just hadn't figured out a, like, healthy, safe way. To- but, like, being burned is nice. Yeah, I mean, it can be. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a crazy person, but I, I, I am a person who's spoken on the show before that, mm-hmm. like, light pain is kind of fun. Whether it's and you like have control. Talk, you did talk about in our previous fire episode that is now missing, about how uh, you regularly would get drunk and put out people's cigarettes on your arm. Oh, my God. I still do that to this day. It's a fun <laughs> thing to do. I tried but to frame it in the past tense because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I can understand how people find, like, a sexual pleasure in that. It, it's pain. Pain is pain is an explosion of nerves, and it makes you shake a little bit. I, it's, it's as BDSM as BDSM gets. The only difference is it, it has to be in a controlled environment. There are folks who would say, and th- this is probably a pretty valid thing to say, that putting a cigarette on yourself is too extreme. I got a pretty severe burn once. It could have gotten infected when I put it out on soft, soft flesh. Uh, Tommy, the human ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> put it right in the tongue. Oh, um, gosh. That would hurt so bad. But Actually, I can the tongue see. is pretty If You've got a, you got a lot of saliva, yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. It's well, like when people see. put out fires with the or put out candles with their fingertips. Yeah, see, I've done that. And I like, I like to like, do the first. finger thing through the flame. Yeah, but it never it. really... 
like it never really hurts because it's just so quick. And I think there are a lot of people that like to play that kind of way with fire, uh, either with lit candles or, you know, a lighter or something like that to just tease. Um, but then it does. I mean, I can also see the, I don't know, the drive, the feeling of the excitement that comes from I'm literally going to set this thing on fire and it's going to. Well, I imagine cigarette burning is a pretty big part. That's one yeah. of the safest yes. ways you go with burning because it's it's a smoldering paper ash. If you imagine trying to implement a lighter or a candle in the bedroom, there's so much safety risk. Mm-hmm. But a cigar, a cigarette, a marijuana cigarette. Um, one of those tricky cigarettes. For y'all in the more progressive states. <laughs> Where it's legal because we don't have those here. Um, legally, we don't have them here. Oh, yeah. Should I tell you about the other example that I found? Uh, is it about a lady? It is about a lady. I um, did read about a, another guy that uh, was sexually attracted to fire. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, it was back in the 70s, I think. And they uh, essentially just conditioned him to be more attracted to ladies. Uh-huh. He, like, he was sexually attracted to both. And they just did, like... Brainwashing? Essentially, yeah. Oh, gosh. He prayed the flame gay away. Well, well he I, wasn't not attracted to ladies. We don't advocate that for that at all. Any kind of, like, brainwashing yourself or, like, I don't know. They, I think they call it, like, corrective behavior or behavior correction or something like that. How do we feel about it if it's something that's a five on the FDI? Oh, well, that's something that would require treatment. And like well, that's is, like a case by case basis. This was a conditioning. This, but. this was a conditioning treatment. Yeah, because he was setting fires that were dangerous to. Oh no! I meant about like preferring women over both. Huh? Yeah, let's let's uh, we'll get to that later. Let's yeah. tell you about this lady who wanted to put fire up her vajiji. No, that's not the case. Not in this case. In um, her butt. This female arsonist was twenty nine, um, and she had a pretty intense fire fetishism. Uh, the case history revealed that she had been sexually abused at the age of eight years and that during adolescence she had been cruel to animals and began setting small fires, which, as we know, is kind of a dangerous thing if you've ever listened to any other podcasts. With the animals? I, it's just the words that I read, Chris. <laughs> um, like, if you listen to any other podcasts, like, that's probably, this is probably not a good start, right? Like, <laughs> if you know anything about true crime whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Serial killers and murderers all start with animals. Right. Uh, She used to scout for places to set fires and focused on setting fire to bins and recycling containers. No one was ever hurt or burned as a result of the arson. However, she would hide, watch the fire, and then go home and masturbate while thinking about the fire she had just started. She also kept a detailed diary of every fire she had started. Uh, The behavior escalated and she had started over 175 fires by the time that she received psychiatric help. So, um, apparently her motives were described as an outlet for anger, sexual motivation, and satisfaction, and an intense preoccupation with fire, together with the tension and effective arousal that was relieved by setting fires. Um, so, basically, kind of an interesting case. But not all fire starting has to necessarily be wrong. Yes, arson is wrong, and just like setting fire to random shit in alleyways. Yeah, that's wrong because you can get out of control. But the world is filled with people who enjoy fire, who like fire, some like it sexually, and who treat it responsibly. 
I mean, mm-hmm. there are plenty of people who would, be, you know, jokingly call themselves pyromaniacs, but they don't have a genuine mania. They just like it a lot. Yeah. They go out to the desert. I mean, the Mythbusters' entire career was built on how much they like lighting shit on fire. Yeah. Um, is that Naked People by a Fire? Is that what you just showed me? Yeah. That's just a bunch of naked people by a fire. That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're silhouetted. You really can't see anything. I don't see any dicks. Oh, there's a dick. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Dana. She, she had to zoom in. There's two of them. There's two. There's, there's two dicks by a fire. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong if you have, if you take the proper precautions. There's nothing wrong with starting a fire. Precautions for fire in the bedroom. If you were with a partner who wanted to in, engage in fire play, is that the next topic in general? Mm-hmm. Is BDSM fire play? Yeah. Do we want to transition over to that? Sure. Sure. Oh my gosh. Someone who did research should say something. Fire play is playing with fire in a sexual manner near or directly on a person's skin, placing candles or flames near a person's skin, lighting their skin, tapping the the skin with a lit torch, or flagging a person with a flaming whip or flagger. There's other... Whip? Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Isn't that sexy? (laughs) Can I get whipped by one of those? Uh, if you go to the right place, the right person, I'm sure you'd pay enough. I mean, it wouldn't be a sexual thing. It's like being hurt is kind of like a roller coaster kind of thing. I really like the phrase being licked by the flame. Yeah, that kind of like you do that with a with a whip as well. You lick somebody with a with a whip. So it's like that uh, same kind of thing. Like I don't know, Jesus, but double. And there are other ways to go about this without using actual flame. You're just getting the sensation of uh, the fire. Like a taser. Uh, sh- no, <laughs> I don't think a taser That's burns. Stim. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a taser doesn't burn. Uh, it, it's a burning. Yeah, well, if it's hard enough, you fire. It's a burning. Like, smoke comes out your ears. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, smoke comes out your ears. Just like if you get angry enough, <laughs> so steam comes out. <laughs> this is basic science. Uh, no, uh, there are ways to simulate. A burning sensation, as in a flame sensation, not like a uh, sexually transmitted yeah, infection. Yeah, a lot of jokes about burning sensations. Uh, Don't put icy hot on your Such as uh, dipping your testicles and penis into heated up oil. No, no, uh, sir. Don't deep fry it, though. No, sir. No one, no. There's a Japanese practice that I can't think of the name of right now, but uh, it's putting little, like, essentially, like... Fire ants? Incense cones oh. on and gluing them to your back. Oh, yeah. And then lighting those on fire till they burn down, and they leave little scars, and they're supposed to, like, purify you. And uh, Westerners have taken that and been like, hey, we can make this horny. Mm-hmm. And Some people smudge on other people, too. Like, they'll burn um, sage. Mm-hmm. And, like, be smudging a room, but also they'll use that, like, to, like, you know, brush over somebody's skin. Yeah. It's usually, from what I've read, it's a very quick, like, lick of flame. Like you were saying. It's just a lick. You're not actually trying to burn them seriously. You're not trying to cause, like, third-degree burn. You want them to feel the fire. Yeah, you want them to feel it, but not be permanently affected by it. What about sunburn? No. What if you, what if you, what if, like... You're attracted to sunburns and like slapping them because when you slap a sunburn, it turns like white instead of red. I guess you better find someone who's very into that because sunburns hurt like hell. That's a different sort of fetish. What about fire ants? 
about someone who's sexually attracted to <laughs> taking a little fire ant and putting it on. That's a metaphilia, only, which we'll get to yeah, soon. Only or when the ants are Sorry. literally on fire. The fire ants have to be on fire? Yeah. But the sun is made of fire. No. Unless I'm mistaken. No. The sun's not made of fire? No. What's the sun made All of? Right, let's bring it's this made back. of hydrogen. Let's well, talk a little bit about pop culture. Real quick, real quick. What's fire made of? Uh, fire? Yeah, like what's? I mean, like what's its elemental the composition? The sun is a mass. I'm not sure. A, gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. Okay, it's a plasma, though. It's it's the fourth matter. But no, like what's its chemical composition? Like I think it depends on what you're burning. Really? That's fascinating yeah. stuff. Thank you so much. That's why you have different colors of fire when you burn like copper and it turns green. I believe is that's one of them, and I'm not just getting that confused. When you burn else. a witch, it turns white. Let's talk about pop culture. <laughs> oh, let's talk about pop culture. Um, so when you burn a witch, you burn the sin away from them. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh. Any examples of pop culture you can think of? People who are sexually attracted to fire. I know that there's a character from something that has gone on like a rant about how flame is sexual. It's almost oh, like a that's like a stereotype. Yeah. Even in um, Disney's Aladdin, like the girls that were dancing in the cave, like came out of the flame, and they're like all sexy Ooh. dancers. Your Disney movie reference for this one should be Quasimodo, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. He was that, trying to light people on fire, though. That entire song was about like there was like sexually he the fire represented sin, and so they're like naked ladies made of fire in that <gasps> PG movie. Wow. Oh, I thought that was in Aladdin. I think that's in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know, I'd have to refresh I, my My mom Disney. took me out of the theater during that because she did not like the anti-Christian message. Wow. Because <laughs> um, the villain was a funny religious man. She'd be mortified if she heard me say that. because She was a she's, mean Did she take you out of Pocahontas too? No, no, my mom was not a religious nut job. She just, she thought that the movie was highlighting a bad part of Christianity. Rather than and like, she would rather pretend that there are no bad parts of Christianity. I was like, I was like negative two years old or something. I don't know what. Hunchback of Notre Dame that came out in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, so I was in the single digits. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't need to see naked fire ladies. Uh, what are some other pop culture examples? Uh, ass blasters from Tremors three. Those are not sexual. <laughs> are you just ass? Okay, uh, t- <laughs> Smokey the Bear. Oh, God. There are some people into smoking. Oh, fire. of course there are. <laughs> Firefighters in general are sexualized, yes. highly sexualized. Not to move on too quickly, I just wanted to make a bet that we can probably find a picture of Smokey the Bear making love to a Sonic the Hedgehog character. I would put $5 on that. I would even drill down a little deeper and make a bet that we could find Smokey the Bear having sex with the Sonic the Hedgehog character while the Sonic the Hedgehog character is wearing a fireman's uniform. Oh, Oh, wow. Hey, DeviantArt, get on that. Um, (laughs) They've already made it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. This is is kind of, I mean, I feel like this happens a lot of, a lot of times in movies when it's like, but it's like low key. Like it's either not highlighted as being super sexual or it's super sexual and there's like, okay, but there's also a fire nearby. It's like we said at the back. Fire is a spiritual symbol for sexuality and war. Mm-hmm. And as such, all art. You'd be hard-pressed to find a single TV show that does not have fire in it at one point. And that's not yeah. because it's common occurrence. It's because and it, 
Fire will be used as a symbol of sex in that show. And as violence. It will be used as both. You name any television series or any book or any film from the last 20 years, and chances are 99% of them have fire. Teletubbies. I keep thinking of, oh gosh, no. Um, I keep thinking of like True Blood. True Blood has a lot of scenes where they're incorporating fire and things like that. And if you think about it in a lot of settings where... And True Blood um, is just basically softcore porn. Basically. Uh, it's still a great show. No. Um, or it used to be a great show. I don't know. It's kind of overdone now. Tom's mom would take him out of the room because the anti-Christian. <laughs> no, I take myself out of the room. For blood. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, like a lot of people that do like entertain a lot of different kinds of fetishes and things like that, and perhaps have their own dungeons or participate in BDSM probably include some kind of, you know, candle use. I always imagine them being lit by like small torches or things like that. So I think fire, if not being the main focus of a lot of sexual activity is at least usually an accompaniment. (laughs) Like I feel like I can remember a ton of scenes where like, the sex scene is starting, and then it ends by the camera panning over to fire. You're thinking of yeah. the room. You were thinking of the room. I've never seen the room. But that's what happens in I've that. never seen the room. And also, the room, they show full sex scenes. I'm talking about, like... And the camera pans over to a candle. I'm talking about movies that pan over to be like, and oh. then they had sex, but we're not going to show it. By this is the, the 1950s. Because, like, the wild flame. It's like that old Simpsons joke where Bart is looking at the flame, and Marge walks over and says, I don't want you watching that fire. It's too violent. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget that old staple of like the bearskin rug in a fiery fire pit. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's I would say that's like a primal kind of thing where it's yeah. like, oh look how rugged this man is yeah. with his hairy chest and his bearskin Love rug that he's strangled with his <laughs> one bare hand. When uh, whenever you, you take a girl home because he was jerking the as dick off with the other hand. You take whenever you take a girl home from the date, you make sure you dress like Guy Fieri with the spiked blonde tips and the, and the black flames on your shirt, and then you give her a, a, a champagne flute of fireball whiskey, and you sit next to your bust of a riot chew. And let's not forget how you also initiate the flirting. She pulls out a cigarette and you just, you're there with the lighter, right? Hey, what's the symbol for Tinder? Oh! It's a flame. And Tinder oh! literally is what starts oh! a flame. Everything is fire. And grinder. Oh, never mind. Grinder is about how a dick is in an asshole. And no. Grinds. Like grinder is like for two people who want to smoke weed together, right? No. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm on, on that right site for the wrong reasons. I mean, that's not things that people do in Texas. So, um. What? Which one? Yeah. Uh, grinding <laughs> things. Grinding weed things. Grinding those funny cigarettes. I was making a joke because Texas isn't considered to be very accepting of either of those things. Austin is pretty damn gay. Austin is like the one part of Texas that would secede from Texas if Texas tried to secede. Actually, someone did demographics recently, and uh, there's this whole like chamber from Houston, San Antonio, Austin, all the way up to the Oklahoma border. That strip could be its own state, and it would be highly liberal. It's really, it's really only the panhandle that is decidedly ultra-conservative. So, uh, just uh, briefly to pan away to gerrymandering, there is a Texas district that runs from northern Austin to southern DFW. 
That doesn't make any it is sense. just a line that collects up a bunch of liberals and throws them into one district. That's funny. Hey, let's talk about products. Oh my god, Dana. What do you have to sell me this week? I have so many fun things to sell you. Some of these I kind of want to put in my actual shopping cart. Um, one of which is like, okay, so a fire, lighter. fire fans are a thing. And basically, like, oh, yeah. it's kind of like... I knew a fire juggler once. That's something she would like. Um, yeah. It's, it's basically like a fan, like a feather fan. Or like a, what are the, those chi- traditional Chinese fans called? Paper fan, a paper fan, except yeah. it's just made of flames. It's it's like a, it's like a bronze shape of a fan, and I'm sure that it has little pores that fire comes out of. Yes, cool. You'd have trouble fanning yourself. With it's it. really cool, and they're actually really pretty. And like, if you look up uh, fire fans on YouTube, um, some of the videos are really cool. Like, it's really cool the way that you can use that to not only like be sexy, but it's also artful. I've got a product, Katy Perry Cheetos. Oh, oh, flaming hot Cheetos. No, not even flaming hot Cheetos. If you're ever stuck on a desert island and you need a candle, you can use a Cheeto because of their unique fat content. If think if you put like if you put it into an aluminum can and you just light a Cheeto on fire, it'll take like probably twenty minutes to burn down and give you a little bit of light. If you're stuck on a deserted island with a bag of Cheetos and a lighter. In a can. Hey, if you're stuck on a <laughs> deserted island with a bag of Cheetos, aren't you really on a desert island? No, because oh. who eats Cheetos for dessert? That's right. people. Back to products. <laughs> they eat ice cream. Um, I also uh, found this oh. really cool fire scimitar, which is like a sword. And you can like dance with this sword that actually has a wick in it. And you set everything on fire because it's a fire sword. Am yes. I politically correct allowed to say what Charlie calls those kinds of swords and it's always sunny in Philadelphia? I've never heard this. No. Oh, okay. I don't, what is I don't it? Not say it? I won't say it. Say it and I'll bleep it. Hey, look at this really cool fire dragon staff with detachable spines. It's killing Whoa. soul caliber. <laughs> that is a that is the deep That's reference. Have you just been playing boring. Soul Calibur a lot? No, I mentioned Ivy earlier because whenever someone talks about putting a butt on a chest, I just think of Ivy. And Killick prefer, was my favorite character to play as. If you prefer to be a little more dapper, there's also a fire cane, which my hope is that somebody would use this while dancing in a Broadway number. Or Misterugi is an alternative sword. Um, there's also lots of different kinds of costumes. Fire dresses. That I found. Thing I've ever seen I know, in my life. it is kind of really hideous. This is the Demons and Devils, Devil, Fire, Flames, Cape, Women, Halloween costume accessory O's. It Cat. looks, so if, <laughs> if I was wearing that at a party, I would actually just say I was like Guy Fieri, like Queen Guy Fieri. It's the Guy Fieri dress, but <laughs> Yas Queen out. Guy Fieri. Yes, queen. It's basically <laughs> sheer, it's a sheer fabric cape, but it has flames sewn into the top and bottom of it. It looks like a super low budget version of the The dress that Katniss Everdeen wears. If I I was the fire god, I would be very offended by the way that flame looks on clothing because it just does not translate well. Well, Unless they are literally on fire. When I found this, this was in response to my search for a fire cloak which is kind of, if you think back to like the Princess Bride, when uh, Fezzik gets like lit on fire and as they're approaching the castle or whatever, and he's like, oh, you know, like basically his entire self is on fire. I was looking for something like that, like a cloak you could put on and then set on on fire and you'd be safe inside, but the fire is like burning all around you. They actually have those in Hollywood. I couldn't find one. I mean, you're moderately safe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to either like make your own or special order them. I don't know. I couldn't find them, but I found that fire cloak, which was hilarious. Um, There's also this really cool fireball machine, 
which is kind of cool. It just shoots fireballs? Yeah, it shoots high-quality fireballs. So when it's put on um, the butt. Which is great for, like, I guess, magic <laughs> tricks and stuff. Guys, it really need a, a fart. Or it's going to yeah. be like fucking Joe Bluth. With the, then this but is, where did the lighter fluid come from? This is kind of sexy. You're, so get this. Let's, let's set a scenario here. You're preparing for a Bacchanalia kind of celebration. You're going to a big yeah, bonfire. <laughs> and you really want to seduce somebody with the fire coming out of your fingers. Well, you can get this. Um, it is a magician's fire flames at fingertips metal gimmick trick prop for real magic. But it's not real magic if it's, if you're buying the product that makes it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's a thing you kind of hold well, in your hand. Re- it, there's no such thing as real magic. It makes it appear. Uh, it makes it appear as though there are illusions coming out of your fingers. Michael. Which I would definitely. No, I can't say that on the air. All right. Um, last Katy Perry's fireworks bra from the music video Fireworks. That she wears on stage at her you're clipping, venues. You're clipping the mic. Take it easy. <laughs> Try to say this easy. for like 20 minutes. <laughs> there, you said it. Um, okay. It I shoots also... fireworks out of yeah. her boobs. Easy there, buddy. Easy. I also found um, a fire parasol. Um, oh, that doesn't do cool. anything. Wouldn't that be so cool? You're walking around and you have like an umbrella, but it's made out of fire. Your hair. <laughs> you still get soaking wet, except you're really hot, too. Wait, is it an illusion or is it actual fire? No, it has it has real uh, f- like a wick that you can spin and it makes a... Uh-huh. Okay. I just think that might be the most hazardous thing we've put <laughs> on our ship. It's a propeller that's on fire. <laughs> yes. My only concern is that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go grab my umbrella because it's raining outside, and then this doesn't work. It would that's, quite work if it, if it like, put, turned the flames into steam. And then, of course, the classic fire baton, which I think is really cool. I would yes, love to Yes, fire batons are cool. Um, and then... A fire umbrella. That's it. Is very dangerous. That's what the bad luck when you open an umbrella inside got started from. Meanwhile, a a fiber umbrella is a very wise investment because everyone needs more fiber and protection from rain. Yeah, but then it just gets eaten. It's not an investment. No, it's it's, it's, food investment. What it is, it's the little umbrella that you keep by your door frame. And then when you open it up, a little fiber pill falls into your hand. You're like, I guess I could use more fiber. You do have to refill it every so often, but it sets a fiber umbrella. Oh and then if you just forget it because it hasn't rained in like four months and well, you just have a bunch of pills at the bottom that have expired. All right, gentlemen. So where would we put pyrophilia as a whole on oh, the FDI? I do want to mention something real quick. Last call for notes. You skipped it, Dana. Sorry. Fire play is considered edge play. And you should take the proper precautions if you're going to engage in fire play. Yeah, let's work right. some safety notifications into the FDI. This is a Such as having a safe word. And fire and flames should not be placed near clothing. I got uh, I got I got a, I got a good line for this episode. This is really good. You can put this on a on a golden tablet. This could even be one of the, the Ten Commandments. Um, fire don't listen to safe words. <laughs> Fire don't care about your safe words. You can say your safe word all you want to a fire. Fire ain't going to stop if it's already gone loose. As with any edge play, you should have safe words. For your partner? Yes. But if fire's your partner, guess what? Fire don't listen to no safe words. Have fire blankets, wet towels, and or fire extinguishers around. So, as with everything with edge play, you should take precaution. Yeah, I wanted to work in a discussion on safety and fire in the bedroom into the uh, FDI discussion. 
Because uh, I'm going to go ahead I and... I think you should have a very specific room for this that has less flammable objects. I was going to call this a four, and not, as always, not because there's anything wrong with it. It's it's fire. The mm-hmm. second fire gets out of your control, it will decimate everything in its path. Preferably be in a tiled room. Well, Not, not only... near a bed. Yeah. It, Unless your bed is just bed. made of steel. It has to be a custom bed. Both partners should probably have honestly gone undergone some form of training, at least. Um, what kind of training? I don't know. Like, going to a fireman fire school. Safety. A background dancer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you should have familiarity with fire. And and it, it's hard to explain. There's no, like, certification for it. But there is a general familiarity sure, with fire safety. Sure, there's certifications for uh, pyrotechnics. Well, sure. you have to register to have – or not register, but I think for a certain size uh, fire extinguisher, you do have to have it, like, checked regularly. Yeah. When, with that said, there needs to be safety stuff in place. I don't think you need like an industrial sized like fire extinguisher for grease fires. On how much fire you're playing with. Yeah, well, it depends what kind of fire you're playing with too. But you also, like, have, yeah. you're gonna have to deactivate safety stuff in some cases. Like, you're gonna have to take your fire alarm off the wall. It should be a reverse safe room. A danger room? A da- <laughs> like from X-Men. No, really. A danger room and a torture chamber are really, are those not the same thing? Mm-hmm. Is that what X-Men were doing in a the dungeon? danger room? Hey, the X-Men, if a DeviantArt is anything to go by, the X-Men get into some shit. There's a fire brazier on the wall. You need to have a large fire extinguisher. No, so I want to give anything, any kind of fire play as a four. Just across the board. Maybe you can get go down to a three or even a two with someone who like is just pouring hot wax off a candle. But if flame is with a cigarette. Yeah. But like beyond like cigarette and candle play, which is probably still a three, because burns can get infected. I've had an infected burn. Burns can get infected. You're tearing off layers of skin. Isn't that what uh, first degree, second degree, third degree means is how many layers of skin it's gone through? I don't think so. I have no idea. I think it's uh tissue. Because third-degree burns don't burn your skin. They burn, like, your muscle. Scary. Um, And gross. But that's just all the more proof that uh, if you are touching actual flame, if you are involving actual flame in the bedroom, you have to have special tools for it, special safety precautions, uh, strong familiarity. And so I'd give it a four. I'd give it a four. It requires the utmost vigilance. that It does not run away. I would recommend nobody buy that flame umbrella because it looks like the single most dangerous thing I've seen. <laughs> It'd be cool for uh, for Burning Man. I just want to yeah. see somebody perform the sequence from Singing in the Rain with that fire umbrella. That would be cool. That would be cool. Like, this is... Uh, that would be it's, it's how the end of that uh, Pompeii movie should have ended. Oh, gosh. There's ash Uh, raining down around them, and it's Jon Snow singing in the rain. Oh, gosh. Did you make a reference to the Pompeii movie that no one saw from, like, three uh, years ago? I will say, um, ladies and gentlemen and everybody in between, be careful with using hairspray or any kind of flammable perfumes when you're around flames. She made reference to hairspray and you don't call her out? I'm kidding. Hairspray's a... Cherished film. I've got all the Broadway references today. I'm sorry. Must be the flaming. The flaming. Singing in the rain was a Broadway. I thought that was just a musical. It was. It fits into the. I thought it was a. I thought it was a movie musical before a Broadway play. It doesn't matter which order it's in. It was still a Broadway play. Just like Spider-Man is a staple of Broadway because of Wake Up the Dark. (laughs) Spider-Man ran for like one show and like three people died. (laughs) 
That's not okay to laugh at. Um, Is that a Kimmy Schmidt reference? No, Spider-Man Fight Back the Dark or whatever. No, that was referencing a real-life thing. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, there's another reference there. I was just making a joke. What's the Kimmy Schmidt thing? Uh, uh, The character... Titus Andromeda? Yes, was also... he had been Apparently in, in auditioning. Spider-Man. Yeah. He was auditioning for that. I remember that. He was it's, also in a fireman's outfit in the most recent season. It's almost like <laughs> fire is everywhere. Uh, I didn't even realize how prevalent it is until we started talking about it. And then, of course, when we talked about how fire is also involved in our linguistic, like, you know. Fire and yeah. masks, man. Those are those are the two kinkiest things. It's just like a bonfire, some naked people wearing masks. That's like, that's that's primo shit right there. Plus, everything looks better by firelight or candlelight, right? That's because you can't see as well. Not a yeah. lawnmower. Like a... <laughs> Not a lawnmower. A four becomes a eight by firelight. Oh. Actually, I would say the shallow. fire, it, it's a very shallow thing to say, but it's just kind of like people say red hair as a multiplier. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, if, if I saw someone who was decidedly ugly by a fire, they would look more monstrous. It's a you guys are life. usually against the objectifying of people. I'm no, just, but just being it's funny. just a, it's a fact. Like you know, like when you see something in a lower, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> when you see something in a lower. Listen, light. we can't talk about this anything in PC culture <laughs> Look, today. Just talking facts, okay? Chris, let's talk about basic science here. Ugly people by a fire look like monsters. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty people by a fire look gorgeous. <laughs> Dana, what is your official rating on the FBI for fire play? On a scale of one to ten, how hot is fire? Go. (laughs) How hot is fire? Well, like, is ten like the sun? Wait, I'm going to respond to this the way that Chris would. (laughs) Well, it depends on what you're burning. (laughs) Because the temperature changes of the fire depending on the thing that you're burning. But on a scale of one to ten, how hot fire is... Fire would really only be like a two in scope of the whole universe. Fires, different fires burn at different temperatures. Yeah, but like suns are like in kelvins. Everything can be ranked in a kelvin. Stars. Kelvin is just. (laughs) Kelvin is the Celsius, except with no uh, zero. That's what that is. Yes, it's I uh, like Kelvin moved cuz I my my knowledge of science. She's so hot she burns in a vacuum. Uh yeah, Kelvin Kelvin is Celsius except the zero is set at absolute zero so there is no zero Kelvin cuz you can't actually get to absolute zero. This is why we're highly educated sexologists. I have a bachelor's of science. That's very disappointing. I have an associate of science. There was an earlier episode where I had asked I have an what AS I, of S. That's funny. I have a bachelor of art. What's the That's joke? it. In oh. Guy Fieri. I, thought I wanted to just continue. A BS I, everyone else had already said their shit. Well, this has been a dismal few. Did you give a number? Uh, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to say it's a four across the board. Um, this is a risk-aware consensual kink. If you're participating in fire play, uh, be aware of the risks and uh, take precaution to prevent any kind of uh, conflagration that might get out of hand. Um, but at the same time, Get lit. As always, I reserve fours and fives for stuff that can be abusive and uh, have questionable morals. No, what's the word? Implications. Uh, consent issues. So I'm going to give it a three. I think anything concerning consent issues is like a five. 
Well, uh, there's here's questionable actually, consent. I, I'm going to play with a word, and in today's society, you, there's words. It's bad to play with words because they have absolute definitions. But I would say that there is a self-consent issue with flame. When I joked earlier about how burns can get out of control, a lot of pain in BDSM is immediate relief. Like you take the stress away and there's not any permanent damage. This is the where you have like the question of sane on safe, sane, consensual, and I guess safety more than anything. A burn is going to be a more permanent injury. But that's even what I said earlier. Most flame play is like real quick. It's not meant to burn you. It's meant to ha- give you the feeling of the fire. But the FDI is built around what could go wrong, not how it exists in an ideal environment. If something, something has a four, it's because... It's a four on how bad it could go. Just like choking became a four because no one's trying to choke anybody out. No one's intending for someone to lose consciousness or to die. I think, but it shit happens. Just like mm-hmm. with flame, no one's intending to get a second degree burn. They're only intending to just kind of get warned. But so I'm pretty sure we haven't done choking yet. We did. Uh, we did do choking. We did. We did breath play. Uh, we did uh, auto erotic asphyxiation. But we also did breath play, and I think we gave that a five. Yes. Yeah, we gave autoerotic asphyxiation a five. But I think there were several in that episode because there was like mimicking choking, which got a three, partner choking, which got a four, and autoerotic got a five, if I recall correctly. I, I didn't mean to shit on you, dude. I, I I just wanted to be the devil's advocate yeah, here. reminding like just As always, the FDI mine's is. a three. Okay, that's fair. That's fair because frankly, this could be, I mean, if you're dealing with a flame, like a single flame versus like a fire, there's a difference. So um, I think that pretty much sums up our episode this week. I just worry about people's hair. Yeah. You know, once hair gets on fire, there's no going back. Well, if they're redheads, their hair is already on fire. And you can yep. never get the smell out. That's bad science. All right. <laughs> um, I will say next week is going to be interesting. We kind of seem to have a little bit of a Elemental. earth, wind, and fire theme kind of going on here. Um, which is also a great band. And Let me also, take a guess. Water. It's Earth play. Water sports. <laughs> no, it's tapophilia, which is the fetish of being buried alive. Earth play. Ooh, oh, I got play. it. I'm not sure earth play is a word. Is it? It is now. It is now. We coined a term last week. Yeah, we did. Did we? Cross mm-hmm. cross, cross fetish. Yeah, the, there was strabismophilia. A, yeah, that's that's has got a TM on it. That TM <laughs> stands for Tommy made this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tapophilia is the fetish of being buried alive, um, and we'll get into that next week. Nice. I'm currently reading Misery, which has a chapter in it about someone who's buried alive. That's terrifying. I am. Humbly, and I'll actually probably be reading Firestarter next week. Asking our audience to send us things. Thank you. Hey, he means send us like messages. We like being talked to, and we like talking hey, back to you. If someone sent us one of those six dollar bins of popcorn, I wouldn't complain. Right, we need we like snacks, but hey, besides that's that, Tommy's fetish is popcorn. If no, you, the trifold popcorn tins. That specifically. If you know about any other products or pop cultural references or other Shit kinds of resources, wrong. yeah, things we got wrong, things we got right, things you're enjoying. Um, I don't know who has the most annoying voice. Like, if you want to tell us anything, we want to hear it. Yeah, if you want to request an episode, let us know. Uh, if you want to request us to go back in an episode and fix some shit. Uh, let us know that too, because we are thinking about going back on previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Correctophilia. Yeah. Correct. 
that should, that should be a segment. Correctophilia. We're here to correct what happened yeah. or what we said two weeks ago. An addendum. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us. We're available to be contacted at uh, kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also be reached at um, kinkcastpodcast on Twitter and kinkcastpodcast on uh, Facebook. What about yeah. Instagram? And we respond to every single message that gets sent our way. Mm-hmm. And I've been handed a note from management that says, we will be responding directly and not our many, many employees who we pay full time <laughs> as our PR staff. Yes. It'll actually be me responding. That's just me with five different accounts. Yeah. It's our interns. Yeah. It is I fell in love know. with Kate. <laughs> they're, they're all paid interns. I had to get paid somehow. <laughs> we want to we wanted to know. We want to know what you think. So um, get in touch with us and we'll and see you next week. The single best way to help out our show and support our show is by giving us a review on iTunes a friend and telling a friend so give us five stars or however much you think we deserve but we like five and we really appreciate that also tell a friend hold on dana just don't let it end just let this one like peter out yeah just give it another just give it another minute so star wars force yeah, awakens